Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Happy trade deadline week. It is here. It feels very quiet across the league. Sense is it might stay that way. You never know. But that doesn't mean there's a shortage of rumors. And the Bulls rumor mill is starting to heat up. And I don't think that's a coincidence, given the news we got on Saturday. Going to dive into that part of it. The rumors, 48 hours until the deadline. Here we go on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network. Presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench club member and Tennessee Vol, CJ Watson. CJ, as I said, still quiet, but I, I think there's even more questions than there were before and still few answers with this team. We're going to learn a lot here in the next 48 hours. Yeah, my whole thing is, is, that, is the Bulls going to make a move uh, to prepare for their future or they're going to stay in put. So uh, like I said, we're going to wait and see. Well, there's a team in town that made a big move looking toward their future, and we'll maybe get to that at the end of the show. We got a jam-packed show, but big move for the sky came down on Tuesday. We're recording this. 48 hours until the trade deadline. Going to take you through the landscape. But first, a message from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. It is playoff time. Usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship, and our partner, BetOnline, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. Everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss, tails never fails, to the color of the Gatorade. I haven't thought that far yet. BetOnline is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to BetOnline and join today to get into all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. It's going to be a fun one this weekend. I can't wait. And um, take take it easy going through all the craziness out there in oh, Vegas, yeah. CJ. That's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot, a lot of people out there. My, I, my sister and her classmates at Touchdown, they're going to work. They're working the game. But it's going to be fun to navigate all week, I'm sure. Uh, also, don't forget, we have an official T-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance shop, .com. The link's in my social media bio to support the program and all of the shows on the Believe Network. But again, to support our show, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance shop, .com. The link's in my bios. Super Bowl week is here. Everyone's talking football, but we got trade deadline coming up. I still don't know how I feel about this tying here with the big game on Sunday. We got the deadline coming up this week in the NBA. That's, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the Bulls have a lot of questions. And even more came up on Saturday because Zach Levine's out for the year. He's going through surgery on that foot that's been bugging him all season long and also had an impact on the trade value. Um, yeah, not a, a not great situation, CJ. Got that much worse. And I thought it was a surprise announcement. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, hopefully, you know, he, he heals well and, and gets back safe. Um, but for the future of this team, I definitely think it's uh, going to restrict them. Uh, are they going to trade Zach? Is someone going to want to take him, especially with having surgery in his foot? Uh, how healthy is he going to be after that? Uh, is that contract, you know, uh, out of the out of the reach, or did they give him too much money? Uh, I think all those questions are up in the air. So I think, um, you know, for the Bulls, uh, what are they going to do? What's the what's the next uh, plan for for the future? That's a great question, and I don't know if there is a plan for the future <laughs> right now. Like it's <laughs> the thing with Zach's contract, and people are calling it like the worst contract in Chicago sports history. I don't know 
about that. I remember when Milton Bradley played for the Cubs. I mean, come on. But the, I said at the time, and I, I don't, I think you were with me for that either. I think that might've been right at the tail end of my, when I was doing solo, you needed to give him the max contract yeah. at that time. Cause with the state of the roster, yeah, Lonzo was hurt. We, we all thought Lonzo was going to come back. And I think the front office did too. So you needed to keep Zach to keep the core together. But yeah. since then, it has been mismanaged to the point that now you can't move the contract. Oh, by the way, now he's hurt and only played in 25 games in the second year of the deal. It is just an all-around bad situation. Yeah, I think it's always 2020 hindsight when you're giving someone a, a big contract or a max deal. Um, you know, you know, you don't know what the future holds. You don't know if they're going to get injured, if they're going to want out after the first or second year. So I definitely think it's uh, 2020 hindsight, but I definitely think he earned it. Uh, he definitely, you know, uh, at the time, I'm all for players getting their money. So if he's uh, putting up numbers and playing well, you got to do what you got to do and, and give him what he's what he's worth uh, or his value in, in the market. So I definitely think he he earned it. So it just, it just sucks. It's bad timing right now for the Bulls. Yeah, the injuries kept popping up after that. And if they didn't give him the extension, you'd have had to fill the scoring because, he was, I mean, he's a 28-point-a-game scorer. Like, that's not yeah. – that's not easy to do, and your draft capital was pretty empty thanks to the Vooch trade, so they kind of backed themselves in the corner that they had yeah. to give him the max deal, so it didn't work out. And it's safe to say, like, he could bounce back and win two All-Star games. Guess what? Right. Or make two All-Star games. Guess what? You, you, The whole roster is a mess right now, and that yeah. contract's a part of it because now you can't trade him because he's hurt. It's a lot of money, and the fact that the rest of the roster has fallen apart the way it is at the time, that's yeah. falling apart. Now, if this was, so this came, this news came down on Saturday the third. If this was Saturday the tenth, two days after the trade deadline, that would be a worst case scenario because then now you can't, you wouldn't be able to do anything. At least now you have Thursday, where yeah. you can say we can hit the reset button right now and change everything. Whether they right. do is another story, but you have. We talked about the the opportunity ahead. You've got an even bigger opportunity right now yeah. to hit the reset button. Yeah, their options are pretty slim, but like you said, that's, I think that's the only uh, option right now is to kind of sell everything um, and try to just restart. I think that's definitely where where, they're, where they need to go. Um, you know, maybe keep Zach and uh, you know kind of just build around him. Hopefully, he comes back healthier and not like the same injury uh, Lonzo has, where you know he gets injured, but you know two years later he's still not playing. So I definitely think uh, something has to change. We've been saying this, you know, since the start of the season, things need to change, but um, uh, they can't go another trade deadline and do nothing or it's going to be another, you know, maybe 10 years until they're back into playoff contention or, you know, getting close to those championships like they have already. Yeah, we've been a broken record all year about this. And it feels like Andre Drummond might get traded now. If that's the only move they make, I'm not counting that. It's back right. up big, man. He's not, he's not going to get you much. It sounds like there's interest from contending teams. I mean, who wouldn't be interested in a guy like Andre Drummond if you got to go up against Embiid? against right. Giannis, against Jokic, against AD. Like, that's the type of guy, big-time trade candidate, get what you can. Right. It's going to be maybe a pick, I think, yeah. maybe an expiring contract. But yeah. if that's all they do, it's a failure. Thursday will yeah, be. Yeah, I think so, too. They got to, like you said, trade the trade everybody. Uh, everyone has to go. So you got to see what you can get from people. Hopefully they've been taking calls, you know, trying to get the best offers out there and uh, just try to – I'll hit the reset button and try to figure this thing out and have a plan. I don't know if they have a plan, but like I said, we'll see come Thursday if they have a plan and if that plan works or not. Now, when you say everybody, we're not talking about like a total teardown. 
Are we not a total tear down? Maybe, maybe two or three players they keep, but you know, for the most part, everyone has to go. You got to get some draft capital back. You got to try to reshore up some value for, for the summer, hopefully, and then also in the draft. Yeah, I think you listen on everybody right now, but I I think you keep Kobe White mm-hmm. with the way he's been playing. Yeah, I think sure. you keep Io. I think you I I think you keep Booch unless someone's willing to pay up for a deal because you just signed him, and I think yeah. it's a team friendly deal. Like, and they're, I'm not deeming anyone untouchable, but I'm saying like, I would they'd have to blow me away for offers for those guys. Right. Guy like Caruso, we've been talking. Maybe you hold on to him. Maybe you trade him. I'm in the camp now. Zach's not coming back this year. Yeah. Get rid of Caruso. Get what you can back. And Woj on his Woj pod said the Bulls are looking for. I'm quoting here an OG Ananobi type deal. That's when Toronto traded in New York. Now for perspective, Toronto got R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, and a second back for OG Ananobi. I'm inclined to say if you could swap out one of those impact players for another pick, if, yeah. I, if you can get a first instead of a guy like Quickly or a first instead of a guy like Barrett, I think you take that deal. Yeah. The, the thinking was multiple firsts before Zach got hurt. The fact that Zach got hurt, everybody's value just went down in terms of like, right. <laughs> what, what are you going to get? Like yeah. You're not going to get two firsts for Alex Caruso anymore because yeah. you got to make a move here. He, to me, feels like the type of guy that you need to make a move on before three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock central on Thursday. Yeah. And I think so, if someone wants them that bad and they think they can uh, add Caruso and maybe, you know, uh, put them over the, over the, over the hump to get to the championship. I think they, they may be offered to first if they have it, but uh, I definitely I think, it. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think I saw Booch the other day say that they have enough right now to win, which I sometimes agree with. And sometimes I don't agree with. <laughs> I'm gonna but, just sit here doing this. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just the way they play. I don't know. It's not consistent enough for me to be like, hey, they have enough. But I think on paper, yes, they do have enough to to win and be competitive. But uh, obviously, definitely with Zach uh, not coming back this year, it's definitely you know that that's just that's just not true at all. When healthy, they've yeah. got enough. Because I still well, think if Lonzo's on this team, it's a completely different situation. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it, I, I saw that quote too, and I. Did I very much disagree, especially with with having a high level scorer like Zach out? Yeah, you're the defense. You know what you're getting, but yeah. to have his scoring ability to have him have that out, it, it feels like the time now. Move on from Caruso. Bite bite the bullet. So you're getting rid of your team MVP. Don't settle. Like if and I I think I agree with that stance that they're taking. If that's true about they want an OG type of deal, aim high. But at the same time, if someone's going to give you draft picks. Right. Take it. Like I you need draft capital bad. And he's gonna get he's gonna get it for you. Yeah, that's to be your number one goal. Get out get rid of the pieces that's gonna get you the most back. And I think he's definitely one of those guys that can get you most back. And even, you know, looking at tomorrow's situation, I think um you gotta try to, you know, do right by him, but also, you know, do right for the for the team also for the future of the team, right? We have to part ways with him also. Yeah, and all quiet there. That's according to Chris Haynes at Bleacher Report. Uh, he said, all's quiet, senses they could go back to the table, work out an extension, which I don't, uh, it's not ideal for me. The guy's going to be 35 years old, and you've already seen the numbers are kind of starting to go this way, starting to go down a little bit. Like, right. he's not the DeMar that you got two years ago that was playing at a really high level and re-energized this team with his mid-range scoring. And some of those shots where he was automatic with the last couple of years, they aren't falling. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, extension talks worry me. I, I think you... I don't know what you can get. He's on an expiring deal. Right. But if the right trade comes along from a contender, Caruso is trade chip number one. DeRozan's number two. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, those guys are definitely probably have the most value. And like I said, Demar's getting older. Um, I think definitely think he had a chip on his shoulder when he first signed with Chicago. You know, coming from San Antonio and wanted to prove that he can still play at a high level and be a, a number one guy. And he did, he did prove that. So definitely think he, he's earned his contract. But uh, for now, like you said, he's he's declining a little bit. But uh, I'm sure he wants to still play at a high level and maybe get to a championship team. So. Uh, go go let them do that and not on the Bulls because there's no championship for us in sight anywhere soon. <laughs> no, not with the way the East is looking. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, middle the middle of the East where they're at now, there's a reason they're in the play-in field because yeah. the middle of the East isn't great. You're top-heavy. You, you've got, yeah. you got Milwaukee, you got Boston. I'd put Philadelphia in that tier. Like, yeah. the, you're top-heavy, and you're not going to get past those teams in the playoffs. Like, right, yeah. That's the, the reality of the situation that they have to face. And the worst case scenario, and I, I should say, if you're going to hold on to DeMar after Thursday, you damn well better get a deal done because he's going to walk for nothing. And that's worse than settling for a trade that probably you could have gotten more. Right. Yeah. You definitely can't, you know, um, like I said, again, 2020 hindsight, let that pass you by. If you're going to get offer, get something for him, got to get it now and I let him walk for free. Yeah, and I don't want to keep hearing about, oh, it's the worst move in history. They signed Zach the Max extension. They didn't, they kept DeRozan, they didn't extend him, and he walked for nothing. Now, you could obviously, you could work out a sign and trade, I guess, but that's a lot of logistics, and you've got to make sure you don't do it too soon. Right. Otherwise, you lose a second round pick like you did, oh, I don't know, two years ago with Lonzo Ball, which at the time I was fine with. I didn't care because at the time Lonzo was healthy. And, right. well, that's another putt that, your boy called a little too early, which is a common tale on the golf course too. But I, I think just Caruso is obviously, I say again, the top trade chip and the Warriors, according to Casey Johnson, have inquired that came before Zach got hurt. So there's teams and, and, and I wouldn't consider the Warriors a contender right, right. now, given yeah. their state, but you've got, you've got teams that are like maybe looking to make a push. You got contenders that could be interested, but in terms of DeMar, the fact that things are quiet, you better get an extension done. Yeah, but that's the path you're going because you traded. That was a sign and trade that you orchestrated to land him from San Antonio. So you gave up plenty to get him. If you let him walk for nothing, that is just another L for the yeah. front office. And they've taken a lot of L's. So you don't want to keep piling on the L's right now. <laughs> Can you get a win somewhere in there? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. If you don't make a trade, you have no way to right. get a win. Like yeah. you cannot sit on your hands again. The only right. trade they have made in the last two years, the last two calendar years, was trading into the draft to get Julian Phillips. Yeah. It seems to be working out. He's making the most of his minutes. And I think if you want to go all in with a guy like that, you trade Caruso and you trade Tamar so you can get these young guys the experience because the front office doesn't want to rebuild. I don't blame them. I don't want a team in the third largest market in the country to tear down and tank again. Right. Like yeah. it, it was different. The, the last time they tanked, they needed to. You didn't have the coaching pedigree. You didn't have the roster talent. You've got a great coach. I still think Billy Donovan's one of the top coaches. Not like I would put a ranking like top 10, but I think he's one of the best minds yeah, yeah. in the game. People want to play for him. You've got pieces on your roster that you can maximize here. You don't, you're yeah. not in a position to tank. Give these young guys a chance to succeed, build through the draft, and go from there. Just totally restart the plan. I know you don't want to admit that you screwed up, but sometimes you have to. Yeah, you have to. And I think that's the best thing that we all learn from our mistakes. And I definitely, hopefully they learn from theirs. And I think definitely it's a time for reset and to be able to just look back and kind of just restart, restart over. Cause you got, like I said, you got a good coach, 
Uh, you're one of the best markets in the in the in the world. So definitely, people want to come to Chicago. It's a great city. Uh, I loved it there. So I definitely know everyone else is going to love it there. So uh, they definitely just got to you know kind of rethink this and uh, and really start over with a with a new plan and, and really figure it out. I will say, as someone who went back up to the city for the weekend, the the lake breeze. I don't miss that very much. <laughs> it was really cold off the lake. Yeah, yeah. but summertime in Chicago, man. Nothing oh, like... you can't you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it is the it's the best city in the world. The winters suck. Yeah, uh, I, mean, you know uh, I think Vegas is still number one. But hey, <laughs> eh, fair enough. I, I my pocket my wallet might say different <laughs> about Vegas. Actually, last time I did pretty well when I went out there. I was the only one in the group who came back with you know money. Um, but I I mean you're you're talking about a great city, a passionate city. And you, you want people to want to play there. Yeah. And it, you you can do it. This front office does seem relatable, even despite their missteps. Like Mark Eversley is highly respected and highly connected. Where do you think he got to Rosen? Right. That was that was a Mark Eversley connection. It's just you've got to create some opportunities and they're going to have to own up to some losses. Yeah, which yeah. They haven't done since they came I, in. Yeah. I think that's like, what's got to be. They got to be honest with themselves and honest with the. With the team and with the future, uh, this roster isn't what it's made to be. But if you can give these young guys some experience, get some draft capital, uh, get some guys in free agency, and kind of build from there, I definitely think it's something that can be turned around. I'm looking for the stat here. I think it was Casey Johnson. Here it is. Since Arturis came in, now remember he gutted the roster when he came in. It was after Garpax. He inherited a mess. Yeah. He has made six trades since taking over. The first five came in his first five months. He has made one trade since, and the players that he brought in, the players that he landed first and not the last guys, he's traded two of them. That just tells me that he, that he thinks that the team is uh, good enough, which we all know it's not. <laughs> and uh, I think he's not still looking to the future and trying to – I think if, as a GM, you got to continually always be looking to make your team and your roster better each and every time, no matter – who has to go or who doesn't have to go, how long, however long they've been there. You got to always keep improving your team each and every year. It is a very telling stat when you <laughs> see that. And I, here, and Casey broke it down in the article. It's over at NBCSportsChicago.com. Here are the names. And this is going to like put into perspective, like what he inherited and what he brought in. He traded Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., two future first round picks to Orlando. You're welcome for Nikola Vucevic. He traded Chandler Hutchinson, Daniel Gafford, and Luke Cornett in a three-team deal that got the Bulls Troy Brown Jr., Vegas guy, and Daniel Tice. Tomas Sadoransky in a second-round pick plus Garrett Temple to the Pelicans in the Lonzo Ball sign-in trade. It also cost you a second-round pick because you got caught tampering. Thad Young, Al Farouk Aminu, a first-round pick and two second-round picks to San Antonio for DeMar. And Lowry Market into Cleveland as part of the three-team deal. That was also a sign-in trade. Brought in Derek Jones Jr., future first and seconds from Portland to Cleveland. Of those six trades, Temple and Aminu were acquired by Karnaschovas and then traded. So he has held on to, obviously, Vooch, gave him the extension. Uh, Daniel Tice ended up leaving in free agency, by the way, but I liked that addition when he did it. Sadoransky was all right. He held on to DeMar. Derek Jones Jr. was a flash in the pan for you and all of a sudden learned to shoot the three down in Dallas. Right. <laughs> this is not good. What yeah, I just yeah. read off. Like that is just not good at all. <laughs> yeah, not good at all. Me and you could have made those trades, I feel like. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure about me. Uh, 
I, I, I trust you more than I trust myself with this. Maybe we would have did better for sure. <laughs> it, and it's a matter, you've got to have had the effort to call these guys. And they've also yep. remember the, the free agent signings too. This is also part of this. The free agent signings he brought in, this counts the buyout market. Goran Dragic, Patrick Beverly, uh, Javon Carter, and Tory Craig. Yeah. Ah, I don't know what, I, I'm all for, I, I understand continuity. I understand that. If you were Philadelphia and you were a top five C the last few years, are you are they really happy with the play in the play in bid? If that's what we're settling for, I mean that's fine. But I mean I use the word settling deliberately there. Right. Yeah. I think Chicago's uh, a championship city, championship town, and the history there is just you know they want to win championships, and I don't think a playing tournament or a playing game is uh, what they're striving for. Look, I'm tired of my teams in town settling. It's all it is. It's settling. The Cubs are still waiting. I don't know why they haven't re-signed Cody Bellinger as of when we do this, but I was promised Shohei Otani and didn't get it. <laughs> the White Sox, I'm just going to leave it at that. Bears, we don't know what's going to happen with number one pick. I don't know what's gonna, what the roster is going to look like next year. The Bulls are probably going to sit on their hands as of Thursday afternoon. The Blackhawks, once Connor Bedard comes back, they'll be watchable again. All right. <laughs> the big five there. Now the Sky made a move. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes here. But and I, I think they set an example that AK could follow. But the current state right now of those of the the five big teams, it's not good. And I know Bulls fans are just looking for something to be excited about, and there's nothing there right now. Yeah, I think so too. And when when, when it, all the teams are good in the, in the city, you know, the city is buzzing. Uh, oh it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's electric. There's nothing like it because you know when you're pulling up to those playoff games and in the in April and May, uh, the vibe is just different and. Uh, Every everyone in the city feels it, you know, from the janitors to the to the street people to the police officers. It's it's just crazy just to be in the city during that time, especially when your team is, is good and has a chance to win. And when no one else is playing well, like you can yeah. be the talk of the town. Yes, the right. talk of the town's always going to be the Bears. That's fine. Right. It's a fo- it's a sports town. I it sports first. You listen to sports radio. They talk all the sports. The Bears lead. That's it's the NFL. That's what it is. But the Bears are bad. If the Bulls are good. People are going to talk about the Bulls. That's just, right. how it works. Like, yeah. and if I'm AK, I, I would be tired of hearing people just bash me and Mark Eversley because they haven't done anything and they're the same team they were a year ago. Even with Zach Levine going down, they're the same team they were a year ago. Yeah. But you'd think you'd get frustrated and just eventually make a change. And I'm not saying change for the sake of change. I don't think that's even what it is. It feels like you need a shakeup. Yeah, I'm sure they hear the the rumors and the you know all the all the the haters, I guess. But uh, I definitely think they 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 know they got to fix this, and uh, it's not just coming from the fans, but it's coming from all the all the press and media all over. You know, everyone is is telling them they're they're doing a bad job, and I'm sure they're hearing it. <laughs> and they want to change that. It's not as loud as it was when the All Star game was in town and Zach was on first take, and there was Fire Gar Pax chants in the background. I still <laughs> think that sparked the change. I remember, I was that was my senior year of college when that went down. So I remember that vividly. And I still think that's kind of the catalyst for overhauling the front office and everything. Yeah. But it's still, it's loud and it's going to get even louder after Thursday. And usually our tourist talks on deadline day. We'll see if that happens. I want to, I don't know if that's a league mandate. It just usually does. Right. Either way, we're going to learn quite a bit either way. We're going to learn about a lot about the front office in the next 48 hours. And a good example to set here. I'm glad we have time for this. Uh, look at the sky. 
this happened Tuesday. We're recording this on Tuesday. We're publishing it right away. We don't normally do this, but I was on a train back and really tired. I'm glad we waited so we could talk about this. The Sky traded Kalia Copper on Tuesday. And Kalia Copper, finals MVP when they won the championship. They beat Phoenix. Guess where she's going? They're sending her to Phoenix. But the trade package they got back is something I think AK and Eversley need to take notes. They got Michaela Onyanwere. I think I pronounced that right. Brianna Turner, two solid players. They're going to be the, the, the state of the sky right now. You're not going to get all-stars. Here's the kicker. The 2024 number three overall pick, two 2025 second-round picks, which includes the second-rounder they've got coming back because they traded the other one, and a first-rounder in 2026. Now, why do I put so much emphasis on the number three overall pick this year? There is someone named Paige Beckers who's going to be the number three overall pick out of UConn. One of the most exciting players in college basketball. Won the National Player of the Year as a freshman. You've got a future building block right there. I liked, I, I, it sucks getting rid of the face of the franchise. That's what Kalia Copper was. Yeah. But that trade package back, you now have a path in the future. Yeah, I definitely think they're just trying to build for the future. Um, they obviously know that, uh, and they want to do right by Kalia Copper too. You know, uh, she did well there, you know our championship to the city and uh, just sending her elsewhere to have her to win another chance to win a title is, uh, you know, something that good front offices do. And now they're getting back a, a monumental player in Paige Beckers. And it's just going to change the, the face of their franchise and uh, the city. Again, like I said, they're just building for the future and preparing. Yeah. This draft, obviously everyone's talking about Caitlin Clark, number one yeah. pick. That's understandable. She's going to break the scoring record here in the next, I think week and a half. If she stays on track, she's going to beat Kelsey Plum's record. She's also closing in on Pete Maravich's record. Yeah. which is impressive. And she only, and she's only in her fourth year. She did yeah, not take a COVID year. year. Unlike somebody said in an interview, I'm not going to bring that up for reasons. Um, but Caitlin Clark gets the attention. There's also, I, I, I can, I just lost her name out of Stanford is going to be probably the number two pick. Yeah. Cameron Brink. Yeah. That's it. Cameron Brink. I don't know why I just blanked on that for a second. I'm like, I had it. I lost it. Yeah. Cameron Brink. She, really good too. He's projected really number two pick in last two, in the last two mock drafts I've seen at ESPN. That leaves Paige Beckers at three. I have watched Paige Beckers since she was a freshman, like watching yeah. her. And yeah, she got hurt last year. People forget. She's still really freaking good. Like, yeah. She's another big year this year. So the fact that she's probably going to be there at three, and even that camera break at three be fine too. Like either yeah. one. If, yeah. if it flips and you get Cameron Brink, that's just, that's fine too. Either way. This move for the sky, it, it sucks trading away a franchise player. But this is a new front office coming in. The James Wade situation was a mess. Yeah. And they're coming in, they're starting over, and you have a building block. That's yeah. how a major market team is supposed to operate. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, like I said, prepare for the future. And whatever player they get, that's going to be their franchise player. And that player is going to help them, you know, hopefully bring a couple more championships to that city. And uh, just, you know, just repairing. And that's what you got to do. You got you to hit the reset button sometimes. And sometimes it sucks. But, you know, you got to have those down years to, to have some great years. Yeah, when things aren't working, you've got you've to change it. And yeah. I always say don't make change for the sake of change. This clearly wasn't working for the sky. And the fact I, I still am not happy about how the James Wade thing went down leaving mid-year for an assistant coach spot with the Raptors. It wasn't. Not great optics there, but a great example being set by the new regime at Wintrust Arena. And I'm really excited, no matter if it's 
if it's Brink or Beckers, either one, that's that's going to be one one of, if not the best player in town, depending on what happens on Thursday. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think I think the only reason I argue that is because Caruso is more valuable, and I think Demar would have like the better pedigree. But if they both get moved, you're looking, you would be looking at probably the best basketball player in town. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun to to watch either one of them play, you know, in a Chicago jersey. So definitely can't wait to see which one, which one you know ends up there. Yeah, and that's going to be really interesting and it's going to make you you got a young piece that you can watch grow and develop and hopefully they don't do that thing where they draft somebody and trade them right away but i think those days are over right (laughs) but i I still say that's a great example to set ahead of thursday's deadline look i i don't know what we're going to talk about thursday i'm literally i'm probably not going to put the rundown together and full disclosure until like an hour before we record just because i don't know what's going to happen yeah yeah. we're going to go league wide on thursday we're going to look at what the Bulls do or don't do, probably the second one. But either way, I'm really intrigued to see what happens if anything happens around the league. Like even Windhorse, Brian Windhorse was on first take today, and he said it's been quiet and he thinks it's going to stay that way. If you're the league, you're sitting there going, why do we have such a quiet deadline? Why is nobody doing anything? Right. But that's it's been that type of year. I feel like. Yeah, it definitely has for sure. That Not a lot of rumors. Uh, some rumors here and there, but not nothing big that's going to impact you know, a team or something like that. But I definitely think the Bulls can't stand packed and uh, just sit on their hands one more time. They got to make some moves and build for the future. Or uh, like you said, something has to change and maybe it's the front office that has to change. Yeah. If, if they stay, if they stand pat here, if I'm Michael Reinsdorf, I'm asking a lot of questions because this team is not a contender. Even if, yeah. even if they were to bring in somebody, I don't think they'd be a contender yeah, right yeah, now in their current state. Like, <laughs> I think the front office is going to have to face a lot of questions from the media. I think they should face a lot of questions from ownership and you cannot run this thing back. And I'm looking beyond Thursday, like over the summer, you cannot run this thing back. Like yeah, yeah. continuity didn't work. It failed. Take the L and move on. Or you don't want to clean house again. Right. Maybe, maybe push is going to come to shove. Yeah. Running back never works. It didn't work for the Clippers. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work for the Bulls either. <laughs> yeah. No, it, so far for the Bulls, hey, it's copy paste from last year, right? Right. That's, great. Yeah. That's what we wanted. We want a continuity. It's a play-in team, right? Because that get, that gets everybody excited when you play in the play-in tournament, right? That experience is valuable, but if you lose the game, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like yeah. if you're gonna lose the game again, it doesn't. It. I don't know. It, it's gonna be really interesting after Thursday. And we said before the year, and I'm, I'm gonna remember this for Thursday. This is what we call a tease in the business. Beginning of the year, we said the window for this season was February 8th. Yeah. Thursday is February 8th. We're going to see what this team looks like, what it, see what it will look like down the road, what the summer could be. It could be an active summer. That seems to be the sense from all the insiders, reporters, etc. Right. Big day Thursday. I, I, mean, I like trade deadline day. I like the intrigue. Yeah. But if it's quiet, again, it's, it's league-wide with the Bulls, a lot of questions, not enough answers. Yeah, a lot of tall tale. See what's going to happen on Thursday to be uh, to predict, you know, uh, what we think the future of the Bulls is going to be. So uh, definitely can't wait to see it, see what's going to happen, see what they do, what they don't do, and kind of just critique them and, uh, you know, and move on from there. I hope it just stops at critique on my end before it turns into something more than just a critique. But yeah, no, no anger, Nick. <laughs> I got coffee. I'm good. Yeah. I'm a couple little Fonzies here. What's Fonzie like? He's cool. 
we're good. <laughs> we're chilling, kind of. Um, but th- Thursday is going to be a big day. We'll be here. We're going to publish live on Thursday after we're done. We'll do a quick, quick hitter reacting to the trade deadline. We'll publish it for you Thursday afternoon, and we will wait till 2 o'clock Central Time when the deadline comes because, you know, the minute if we record early, we get done early, bam, something's going to happen at like 1.55. Right. We will be here after the deadline, recapping it on Thursday. It will drop early. Stay tuned for that. That is a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls. They're on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Go over to BetOnline. The game starts here. Get in all the action this weekend. Also, buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98 The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. See, this is going to be a really fun 48 hours, I think. Just kind of the anticipation of what could happen, what might not happen. I feel bad for the players caught in the middle of it, but as someone watching from afar and as a sicko who enjoys watching rumor season, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, excited. Sure. yeah, definitely, definitely excited to see what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, who's going to make some moves, who's going to get better, who's going to get worse, who's you know building for the future. So definitely going to be uh, you know on X and, and Twitter or whatever it's called and and see what happens. Tweets on X, I think I heard somebody say. That's what we're going to go with. We will be – I've got the notifications on for Woj and Sham still just because I'm too lazy to turn them off. It's a good thing I didn't. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what their screen times are at the end of the week, too. Uh, we will see everybody back here on Thursday for Deadline Day. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.